morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. This is wow. behind the scenes <laughs> of our best days. My name is John. My name is Arvin. And thank you so much for watching season two. We are actually coming to this an end. This is our finale episode. That's, that's yeah. Right. yeah. And so, regardless if you're listening to it, um, and it's 2054, and you are in Dune. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> or, about it. Yeah. or you're listening to it. Um, in 2021, or you're yeah. caught in a ta time space continuum, right. and you're listening right. to this in 1992. Perhaps, yeah. Um, anyways, regardless, <laughs> hopefully this is timeless information. Yeah. But today we're going to do something special. What are we yeah, doing? Yeah, okay, so this is a unique thing. Usually we record these things ahead of time, but if you're listening to this on the day it came out, we're recording it on the day it comes out, and we thought we just finished pilgrim's playlist pilgrim's playlist and we're really happy with it and um we wanted to debrief it a little bit and talk about all the good stuff that went down what a we behind the scenes of it essentially that yeah that's so pilgrim's playlist was uh it literally we took a book it was written in the 1600s by a pastor named john bunyan right john bunyan fell asleep and he had this dream and in this dream an allegory happened kind of like a narnia mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. lord of the rings mm -hmm. and it all centered around yeah. this character named christian and he had a burden like a book bag totally. on his back totally and he went through this fantasy world where he encountered demons mm -hmm. and giants and and on the nose character names like atheist right. talkative right. evangelist right. faint heart and all of these things yeah. all the way to and he was on his way to the celestial city yeah the celestial city represents the kingdom of heaven sure so pastor paul came to us and was like hey we want to do pilgrim's, pilgrim's progress progress that's right me and arvin we were actually in new york city walking around yeah. and we were talking through like man how are we going to do this because it was written in the 1600s so it's kind of like new yeah. king james totally ish totally so it's doth there yeah the <laughs> lots of lots of words yeah lots yeah. of words and it was kind of on the nose and then immediately we were we were talking about certain music and I was like, oh, my goodness, Pilgrim's Playlist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we should. And of course, the what was trending at the moment um, whenever we were there was I think it was season two or season three of Stranger Things. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I love anytime there's a coming of age story, mm -hmm. whether it's Stand By Me. Sure. Mighty Ducks. Totally. Goonies. Yeah. I eat that up. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and I feel like. Um, the Sandlot, the Sandlot, yeah. any of those movies, yeah. I, I eat that up because I feel like I am. Yeah. I'm always wanting to have a coming of age, yeah. regardless what season of life I'm Absolutely. in. Even when I'm 80 years old, right. I want to have a coming of age. That's right. That's right. You know. Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, we started off, and and we were trying to think of like, okay, is this going to be one weekend or whatever? And what's unique about the yeah. productions that we do is we do partial film mm -hmm. and partial on stage. Yeah. Um, which, you know, if someone is doing a production, they do it all on stage. Sure. Um, and then we write all of our own music. Right. We score our yeah. own music. We yeah. choreograph dances. Yeah. Um, so it is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It is and, a lot. Yeah. And, and, and after we wrote it, you know, there was a meeting and it was like, Hey, how can we do all of this in one week? But we wrote it right. as a three part three weekend series yeah. thinking of um you know life church pastor craig rochelle does this really cool thing called at the movies mm -hmm. and a lot of churches have done that yeah. where they show a movie and then mm -hmm. preach from the, it they preach from it here's a lesson yeah. and then our thought was a similar approach but what if we just created the story as right. opposed to taking absolutely. one you know whatever absolutely 
So the thought was, is that part one would be a weekend uh-huh. and then pastor Paul would close it out. Right. And then part two would be the following weekend. And then part three would be the final, the, the, the final weekend, yeah. which was Halloween weekend here in 2021. Yeah. So the, so behind it, it was like, if someone only comes to one week mm. and they go, uh, this isn't for me, sure. I don't like productions with music yeah. and, and, and film yeah. and stuff like that. Like this isn't for me. Yeah. We still wanted to give them something, right? Like we wanted them to feel ministered to, number sure, one, sure, entertained, uh-huh. but also impacted of being like, "Whoa, this made me think differently about my current life." Totally. Now, Christmas and Easter productions are different because they yeah. are more evangelical, which means we write the script to where it would end with Pastor Paul being able to do a salvation altar call. Yeah. Pilgrim's Progress, the original writing was this pastor had a dream and it was geared towards people who regularly attend church mm-hmm. or who call themselves believers. Right, right. So the end of each week, it's not like we're going to have a massive altar call. Sure. Because our church still does altars. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it was more for, but people still came to the altar. People were still mm-hmm. ministered oh, to. Oh, yeah. But a surprising was, amount of people. I yeah, didn't expect it to be what I, I it was. I didn't expect yeah. it either. Yeah. But how it was written, it was more so like, okay. Discipleship we, of the believer. Discipleship. Yeah. And anytime we do something, I know my conviction mm-hmm. is I want people to make memories mm-hmm. because people yeah. base decisions Absolutely. off of memories. Totally. For instance, if you go to a drive-thru mm-hmm. and you go, man, the chicken that I had at this one place was really good. Sure. You're going to go back there. Totally. You'll talk about it. You'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I have, I, I remember being younger and having a memory mm-hmm. um, from a PE class because we were forced to run. And as I got older, I was like, I hate running. Well, why do I hate running? Oh, mm-hmm. because I had this one terrible experience totally. yeah, from yeah. running. as. A, now, obviously I had to break that. But sure. it shows you how powerful memories are. Absolutely. So if you can have moments, and if you remember, everyone who's listening or watching today, you you have been at a concert mm-hmm. or at a camp mm-hmm. where you had a spiritual experience mm-hmm. or you went on a vacation totally. or you ate at a place right. and you had a memory mm-hmm. and subconsciously it put a bookmark. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It creates a feeling. And then you find yourself chasing that feeling for the rest of your life. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's attaching, it's attaching an emotion to an idea. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden you base your life decisions subconsciously on that memory. Totally. Totally. And so anyways, so I say all that to say Pilgrim's Playlist was about like, how can we make a memory each week, three Mm -hmm. or four Mm -hmm. each week to where people go, whoa, that hit. And I'm never going to forget that. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyways, so. Going back and forth, we decided to land on, okay, we are going to do a three-part series, mm-hmm. and we're just going to try it, and if it, it's either going to flop or fly. Yeah, yeah. So the first week, <clears throat> what was – all right, so let's just go – let's sure, dive into sure, the story. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Four students. The idea was uh, it's important that you do people in their adolescence because if you talk to a kid who's eight years old or you talk to a guy who's 45 years old, typically – the people younger than teenage years are dreaming of their teenage years. And the people who are older, whether they had good years or bad years, they definitely remember the memories they have years. from their teenage years. 100%. So one way to put everybody on the same playing field is to, hey, remember high school? Yikes. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> so start there. Put these four kids in there, and um, I remember specifically taking several stories from your high school experience, my high school experience, <laughs> and just giving them to these kids and going, yeah. "Okay, so you're going to say it as though it's you." And uh, the thought there, the goal is obviously when someone comes to a Christmas show or an Easter show, they have even if they're not even a Christian, they have some semblance of an idea of what the story is going to be about. Right. Jesus is a main character. His birth is all right. Christmas. His death and resurrection at Easter. Um, that's kind of what they're expecting. When you say Pilgrim's Playlist. No Very one. few people knew what Pilgrim's right. Progress was. Many people had heard of it. They don't remember it. They read it in school some long time ago. But we wanted to make it in such a way that even if you've never heard of Pilgrim's Progress and you're never going to read it, yeah. that this would still be entertaining. So it was like, we got to get people into the world of Pilgrim's Progress. So we started out like... On the nose. Right. At a fall camp. Right. Basically... Church camp. Yeah, at a fall church camp. Yeah. And there was... You know, all these kids that grew up in church. Yeah. One was a, a sound guy, right. which if you grew up in church, you know, you the one kid, totally. you know, the one kid that yeah. volunteers in the sound in yeah, the sound booth that and then grows up to be sure. a bitter sound man. <laughs> you know, that yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Likes and mechanical now mechanical things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Likes mechanical things. And then you have the pastor son. Right. Who's kind of like teenage angst. Totally. Got you know, kind of like an Avril Lavigne lyric. <laughs> yeah. He's the skater boy. Yeah, 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 yeah skater yeah. boy. Yeah. Um, and then you have the the athlete. And sure. Then, and then the love interest. Yeah. Uh, the girl. Right, um, right, yeah. You know, and all the students, uh, you know, Jonas Stafford, um, Michael, Dr., jo uh, Joshua. Joseph. Joseph. And, and Kaylin, Kaylin Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. They, they, they did so great so in it. So good. Yeah. But basically, they're at this church camp, mm -hmm. and the whole purpose is – we kind of lightly hit on all of their issues, mm -hmm. which seem to be regular issues sure. uh, that a teenager has. Yeah, definitely. And the whole thing is, hey, the theme for this fall camp is Pilgrim's Progress. Mm -hmm. And then we want to answer the question that the audience is thinking. Mm -hmm. So you write in the script, mm -hmm. coming from a kid, yeah. what, what even is Pilgrim's Progress? Totally. It's old. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we try to answer the audience's yeah. question yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. what is it? And right. then we do that. Exactly. Then we take them to the basement, similar to the Jumanji approach. Totally. The new Jumanji, yeah. you know, the first one that came out when I was in high school, I yeah. wasn't allowed to watch it because it was centered around like a Ouija board sure, or something sure, like sure, that. Yeah. So it's a board game. Yeah. But the new Jumanji with Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, mm -hmm. it's students playing yeah. a video game and they yeah. get sucked into this world yeah. of jumanji yeah similar approach these students they find an old boom box uh -huh. it's you as the the character evangelist yeah. that is doing a live storytelling right of pilgrim's progress that's right then they get sucked into the boom box yeah week one that's right and they show up in this world and here's what's interesting you have to hit a certain note to end week one like you said if right if people only come to week one uh they need to leave with something even though the story is just beginning so we had to put them in there and the the big thing with week one was like you have to just learn to pay attention to the story you're in because those kids were forced to like because of the geographical change all of a sudden they're sucked into this world they're like okay we're definitely not where we were before and we have to get back to where we want to be but how do we do that? They meet a character named Evangelist. I played him. Um, 
And so the whole idea was let's get someone, let's get everyone to realize you're in the middle of a story and are you going to accept where you're at? Because yeah, you are cannot you going, yeah. move forward unless you own the position you're at. And that was the big point for week one. So if you were watching week one, our goal was, hey, wherever you're at in life, totally. whether you're a parent, a grandparent, yeah. an ex-husband, an ex-wife, sure. whatever, sure. are sure. you owning this current season of life? Right. Like, yeah. Or are you running from it? Are you running from yeah. it? Or are you allowing totally. yourself to experience totally. it? Totally. And so anyways, as they encountered these characters with my thing it, and the whole thing was, is that evangelist told them, hey, this playlist that I'm going to give you is going to take you like mm -hmm. you put a tape in the boombox. Yeah. A song plays and this song basically either takes you to the next spot right. or kind of helps you experience right. each thing. Right, right, right. So I said that because whenever I was growing up and those of you listening and watching probably are like. I don't know what to say sometimes, but a song says it. Definitely. Yeah. So those of you who love night drives, for me, I love night drives. Same. I felt like I missed my calling with making CD mixes. Oh, man. Yeah. Because I loved making CD mixes for right. like, right. if someone literally people, yeah. when I was in college, people would be like, hey, we're going to the lake this weekend. Yeah. And I wouldn't be invited. And I would go, can I make your CD mix for the lake? And they would go, you're not invited. Um, and I was like, can I still make a mix? Right, right. And I'd make, you know, a little country, a little hip hop, <laughs> yeah. you know, end with a Beyonce Halo song. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, okay, I loved making CD mixes for people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, because there's just certain songs that communicate things yeah. that you verbally can't communicate. Right. So that week one, we hit on a song called um, <clears throat> rising sun. Right. Uh, and the bridge when the wolf howls and, and you're lonely. lonely. Yeah. When the rain falls and it's cloudy. Yeah. Remember one thing, there's always a rising sun that right. will lead you home. Right. Then at the very end, the lyric turns into, I know this sounds cheesy, but it's rising S O N. Yeah. A rising sun. There's yeah. always a rising sun that yeah. leads you home. Which is pretty beautiful. Like I, I can see the beauty in that because the play on words of S U N S O N has been there before, but the it's 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 hard to accomplish entertainment to 2021 audiences <laughs> and christian even and though and the gospel <laughs> right but here you are you got these kids and you got people invested in their story and then basically the on the nose version of what you're saying there is um follow jesus who is the resurrected son of god and, and he'll get you, you where you need to go so you're making right. that point on one <laughs> yeah. layer and then you've got these kids who are like well, we right. got to figure out where to go in the story. And one thing that I, we wanted to, we we always want to introduce the conflict. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. one thing that we, that we we missed on part one is they were like, that we had the teenagers say, man, when I hate fall camp because mm -hmm. school starts, stress starts, and sure. then our parents send us to this fall camp expecting right. us to hear the voice of God yeah. and come back changed in a week. Right. So if any of you grew up in church, you know the pressure of like, Totally. Okay, I'm going to go on this missions trip. I better hear the voice of God. Yeah, and he better tell me everything. And he better tell know. me everything, even the person I'm going to marry. Oh, boy. So on the last night when we're doing hot seat right. and I make eye connections with <laughs> Megan and I'm like, hey, it was awesome seeing you do street dramas in the dirt. And I think we're going to get married. Oh, my God. Like, that's all reality, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to do a song about what the voice of God sounds like. And so the kids, they sing, what does the voice of God sound like? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and then they go, is it an old church basement yeah. or something divine? Yeah. That's a little um, homage to I elevation. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it says, or maybe purple rain yeah. or in the air tonight. Beautiful. So Phil Classics. Collins or Prince. That's beautiful. Um, maybe Whitney Houston or Barry White. Lo- I love it. So basically the kids are like, I wish the voice of God would sound like music. Right. And so they go through creation speaks through earth wind and fire yeah that's a name drop beautiful yeah (laughs) and so i don't write the music john writes the music so i can as a fan sit there and go dang that's really good and so some of the lyrics were funny you know because it was like man i wish the voice of god would sound like music and Uh then when the kids get sucked into the world evangelist goes hey it does you're you're going to be you're going to have music tell you where to go Mm -hmm. now in the Bible, people go, now, I'm sure if you are a theologian, you go, no, I don't know if that's true. Sure. Well, if you look at the book of Psalms, yeah. it is. Yeah, absolutely. Because the man after God's own heart wrote literally Psalms. wrote Psalms. Totally. And it was so important that God was like, hey, if you were to throw your Bible on the ground, it would probably open up to Psalms because right. it's in the middle. Dead center. Yeah. And so, <laughs> anyways, so that ended week one. Mm. And then we went into week two. Yeah. Now, week two, now that they've started their journey, we wanted to introduce the conflict. Mm-hmm. So we brought in Apollyon. Apollyon. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Apollyon yeah, yeah. is the demon. Yeah. And the demon is more so about distracting than destroying. Yeah. So. I, <laughs> yeah, I love it. So it was a little, it was, it was kind of goofy. The people were very touched. You opened the show on a monologue from a demon from him. And it was sort of like the screw tape letters from C.S. Lewis, where by hearing a demon communicate his intentions, you realize where he's been at work all along. And we had written something about it, but I remember as you rehearsed it, you kind of fleshed it out and you landed on something totally your own. And it was very profound, so much so that there are people I know who don't go to church, much less go to Victory, who saw it online, who were who contacted me and were like, man, that, that opening first four or five minutes where that demon was talking, like, I felt so like on blast or wow. people say they read my mail or whatever, you know, people don't get mail anymore, but read my email. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like that I've heard that from so many people. So I'm glad wow. we even, um, we put it out there as its own thing because it's, it came from such an honest place in you, obviously that it was bound and inevitable to land in the place where people are listening. Cause you said things like, I beg you pull out your phone. Yeah. Because usually in church, if Flawless. you yeah, fifty yeah. percent of yeah. people, like if if the if the sermon is getting boring, they pull out their phone right. and they scroll. Right. So the the greatest thing is to say that before people do it. That's right. So if I go, hey, and and I, if I'm playing the part of Apollyon, mm. and I say, oh, I don't have to destroy you. Yeah. I just have to distract you. Right. You will destroy yourself. Right. And so I go, so, number one, please be distracted. Yeah. Take out your phone. Yeah. And whatever you do, don't pay attention to right. what's happening right. here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you say that, then people go, dang, They okay. look up from their phone. Then they look up from their phone. Right. So you almost have to, like, I feel like you can communicate right. very honestly right. to yeah. the audience. Because yeah. for me, some of the best sermons, some of the best lessons I've ever learned have been from my demons. Right. Wow. Yeah. Like, right. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's everyone has, it, we have that, that term, mm-hmm. um, the inner demons. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's just the voice in your head mm-hmm. that's the opposite of God. Right. 
And so for me, my demons, they attack me with shame, mm-hmm. with doubt, with distraction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I end up wanting to self-destruct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that was goal. kind of what we wanted to flesh out. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, the last thing I said was like, I can't wait to turn your dreams into nightmares mm-hmm. and I can't wait to make you offended about everything. Right. And it was funny that totally. I said that yeah. because then people who just saw pictures of me dressed up as a demon mm-hmm. popped off on my Facebook and Instagram <laughs> and even Twitter. Proving like, the point. People, people DM'd me and they're like, your dad, because my, my father who started Victory, they're like, your dad would be so displeased with you about celebrating Halloween at church wow. and about dressing up like a demon right. you're glorifying things and so wow. at <clears throat> instead yeah. of arguing with those people totally. i'm like yeah. hey just making sure did you watch yeah it? you literally they proved the point and then they're like i don't need to da, 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 da. And i was like okay <laughs> it was about you <laughs> it, and i was like okay yeah. well the yeah yeah and so i just started blocking people so if That's you're good. one of those people that i blocked <laughs> There's a reason. Welcome to behind the scenes. Welcome to behind the scenes. And I blocked you. (laughs) So (laughs) I will say there was a you ended it with um, after all, I'm not just going after you. I'm really going after your children. I heard a woman in one of the shows gasp like from back. I'm standing backstage ready for the next scene. And I just heard her gasp and go, oh, my God. Like actual she it clicked. And I was like, yeah, I hope that happens for people. I hope people realize like this is how the enemy works. If I distract you for long enough, you'll destroy yourself. Yeah, that's wild. And then we went into um, basically part two. The Mm -hmm. first song was what do you think about that? And Mm -hmm. Apollyon Mm -hmm. is not basically he encounters the kids. Yeah. And um, in a theater room. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I start off with a pumpkin on my head. That's all smoke and mirrors. That's fluff. Sure. But the the message of the song is they go, the voice of God is hard to follow. And then I ask them, what do you think about that? Right. And they go, I stay on the path, but I frequently stumble. And I go, what do you think about that? Right. So basically, the song is asking. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, hey, take a drink Mm -hmm. from what you think. Mm -hmm. After all, Mm -hmm. it's not the words are only ink. Mm. Talking about the Bible, it's only ink. Right, right. So take a drink from what you think. Because if I can use reason and logic Mm -hmm. as a demon, I can throw you off the path to the celestial city. Yeah. Well, then we, we went into the next scene of part two, which was they encountered talkative and faithful right that trans to yeah. transition them to vanity fair That's you right. break that yeah, down. yeah yeah so there's um it's in the book originally and there are two different characters faithful and talkative faithful is this person uh played by harrison goonsler did a great job uh who's just like by the book fundamentals simple steady nothing flashy just consistent and then talkative was uh i played him i, I played him as evangelist twin brother who basically points out that um, I am just as gifted as evangelist when it comes to speaking and, and, and having a brand, but I have figured out how to leverage that for my own gain. Yikes. And his whole idea. Wait, you're not representing people in this world, are you? <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's the idea of, um, he even says it like, my gift is talking and I've used my gift. I've made an idol out of my gift. 
to take care of myself. And ironically, he loses his voice. Um, and so he no longer has the thing that made him valuable, which we've talked about this since day one of this podcast is separating yourself from uh, what you do and who mm. you are and, and your yeah. innate worth. So talkative's whole thing is my voice gives me value and he loses the thing that gave him, he thought gave him value. And what's really cool is that there's a hooded character that's following them. Mm -hmm. And the hooded character, mm -hmm. his name is Promise, mm -hmm. which he represents the promises of God. Right. And what's really cool is this is the the kids they come in and they're talking to faithful and talkative and they go, Who is the hooded character? Right. And then Harrison says, Well, and they basically are communicated, well, that's promise. Mm -hmm. And talkative goes, I didn't I see him. I never saw him. Which means and if if any of you guys caught that, that means that he was no longer able to see the promises of God. Right. He was too Which busy I thought was so brilliant. Totally. Anyways, and yeah. so great job. That yeah. was Arvin's idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it transitioned them into a place called Vanity Fair, right. which is a place from Pilgrim's Progress, the sure, book. Sure, sure. And Vanity Fair, essentially, in the beginning, we goes, welcome to the celestial city. Right. Yeah. And the whole point Very of it good was, was like um, people who stopped on their way to the kingdom of heaven, uh -huh. they needed to feel good about themselves. Yeah. So they called Vanity Fair Celestial City. Right. When in reality, it was just a place yeah. that was woke. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that right, right. Was, um, that gave them what they want, right. free, not what they free needed. Free love. Free love. Change the definitions of words. Change the definitions, yeah. and they go, we don't want to offend anybody. Right. So we no longer call it Vanity Fair. Yeah. We like to call it Celestial City. Right. And then Faithful goes... But that is mm -hmm. th this is not yeah. the destined. This is not the celestial city. Mm -hmm. And so they're having this conversation and the kids are now seeing and a song plays out called Vanity Fair. Dom yeah. DeMeo sang it and it was really fun. It was really awesome. But totally. the words were who needs the city when you, when you have the fair, fair. Um, the lifestyles of a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like a genie with wishes. Right. The pride uh, diamonds of life. and riches. Yeah. yeah, it was the pride of life. Right. It was everything yeah. that if you were just to scroll on Instagram or TikTok, it was sure. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's modern so, society. At the end, Faithful confronts the people of Vanity Fair and they get so angry yeah. that they literally say the words. You're canceled. You're canceled. Yeah. Which we know that. Yeah. And if you if you're on social media, you understand cancel culture. Right. So we wanted to highlight that. And so they literally burn faithful burn at alive. the stake. They burn him alive. Yeah. And they say, We're going to cancel you. Yeah. And this is all in front of the four students. Right that are teenagers in today's world that probably have seen cancel culture, but they see it real life. They see a martyr happen yeah. of someone who stood up for truth. Right. And the goal was for people who were watching it to be like, whoa, this is intense. And then us to go, yeah, this is happening in the real right. world. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> like people Absolutely. are getting canceled every day because Absolutely. they're standing for truth. Sure. And people are like, well, you can't stand for truth. Right. Right. And it's like, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so sometimes, yes, we, part two was kind of disturbing, but that was the goal. Right. Because church, people should be disturbed. Yeah, yeah. If we are reading the Bible mm -hmm. correctly, sure, we should feel convicted. Totally. And a little disturbed. Yeah. It's when, it's when yeah. me as John, yeah. when I lo no longer feel convicted, I'm Yikes. in a dangerous place. Right, right. Right? Yeah, the angel shows up to Mary and says she was confused and disturbed. Yeah. When she announces the birth of Christ or he when he tells her. Yeah. 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 And so anyways, it is. In fact, if you feel convicted, 
that you shouldn't feel shame. No, you should be grateful. You should be grateful. Right. Your conscience is yeah. operating. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you. I wonder so, if some people don't hear the version of God's voice that they wish they heard because they're ignoring the version of it that comes through conviction. Well, we'll say that again, I but think, slower. I think people, God's one of the ways God speaks to you is through conviction. So if you're ignoring his voice in terms of conviction, you're probably not going to feel like you hear him in terms of encouragement yeah, and calling and marriage and destiny. And it's wow. like, you just listen to the conviction first. He'll probably get you to a place where you can hear his voice, <sighs> which is where episode three is all about, where they finally yeah. meet promise. So we, so we transition to the final episode, episode three. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, they basically, the very, the very first thing is they, they go into this castle, right? The castle of doubting, castle. doubting castle, doubting they castle. And doubting they meet castle. several characters, totally atheist flatterer and denial, which are three characters they meet in the actual Pilgrim's Progress book. We coupled it together and thought, what if there was a dinner party? Yeah. And these so three the actors, <laughs> Sparkle, Philip and Ellie did a phenomenal job. And Philip crushed Philip it. Philip Garima is yeah. such a good actor, but the whole idea was they are trying to reason with them and question them. And you'll notice, like, whether it's a pulling in song in week two or the conversation at Doubting Castle uh, and the Giant of Despair, the whole thing is about making the person the center of the universe. What yeah. do you think about that? What do you think about what this says? Like a humanistic. Like outside of what God said to you and what God says, because faith comes by hearing. That's what the whole series is the about. The whole series is The music, the what you're yeah. hearing, the voice of God is what you're hearing. If you stop hearing the music, a.k.a. the voice of God, you are left with whatever you can figure out for yourself, which yeah. will not work out very well. For sure. Yeah. So in Doubting Castle, then... They face this giant. Now, mm. all right, let's just talk practically. Yeah. We had tried to build a physical giant. Right. It was not working. <laughs> so we thought, okay, yeah. what if, since things are kind of set throwback 80s, yeah. I remember growing up, right. I was like, oh, what if we did a 2D, uh -huh. like on purpose, bad graphic sure. yeah. video game giant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was welcome to final boss level. Yeah, giant you did that. Of That's despair. John's voice in it, if you've heard oh, it. Oh, yeah. If you watch. It, <laughs> <laughs> and we did this song called Giant Slayer, Jeremiah Matiola yeah. in Victory Worship. He did it. So and good. it was when I walked through the valley yeah. of the shadow it's of so that's fun. an homage to yeah. Um gosh, what's the name of that? Band? Coolio. Yeah. The Gangster's, Gangster's Paradise. Paradise. So when good. I walked through the valley yeah. of the shadow of death. Yeah. Um yeah. I take a look at my life and realize God's the ref. Yeah. We wrote that obviously <laughs> but yeah. yeah words are really so <laughs> but um makes the call and at the end of the at the end of the day, he spoke, be bold. Fear you gotta pay. Yeah, so fun. And so it was a fun thing, but we also wanted it to be impactful because yeah. we, we went video game vibes. Totally. And so yeah. the giant, and then we <laughs> we bought air ducts, like what you would put in a building, <laughs> right. like what Bruce Willis crawls through in Die Hard. Right, right. Like, Air ducts, and we made them arms. Arms, such a cool idea. <laughs> so, yeah. so we had them, you know. So we had people working the arms yeah. and fighting the yeah. kids, so fun. and then the kids basically it said choose your weapon, yeah. and then they got to pick their weapon, and right. they defeated the giant of despair, which yeah. was like a final boss level video game. Right. Then it took them to um, almost to the celestial city. The next thing, and then they encountered promise, mm -hmm. and promise showed them basically um this really powerful moment mm -hmm. uh that he took them to this place and he goes this is the most dangerous place of all right right it is called the delectable mountains the delectable the enchanted grounds the enchanted yeah. grounds yeah. and he said the enchanted grounds mm -hmm. 
And it was people that were blindfolded. If you haven't seen it, you can watch part three. Sure. People are blindfolded and they're wandering through the mountains. Yeah. And Promise says, he goes, these people who are blindfolded, basically yeah. they are people who stopped. They were almost to the celestial city. Right. They were almost there. But they stopped. Yeah. Because it's comfortable. Right. And all the people are blindfolded to represent you become blind. Right. right to the right. vision of God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there is a song we did called Don't Stop, Don't Stay. Yeah. Jaslyn, who's also part of Victory Worship, she right. performed it, a little Excellent. vocoder so action good. on it. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. And then we took them to um, the second to last song, which they arrive at this place called the River of Life right. that represents baptism because they have to cross through the river to the celestial city. Right. Right. So they actually go into the River of Life and it turns into, we were inspired by. Elton John rocket man yeah. um, of the song called the other side yeah. and the other Great side, song. like the lyrics is basically the view is worth it on the other side. That's right. And so if you listen to the song, it's, it kind of is, it's a little ethereal, mm -hmm. you know, it totally. starts off with a rocket launch, yeah. which is weird because True. it doesn't make sense. But it does. Right. I mean, the <laughs> celestial city, it's all about space and yeah. outer space and stuff. So as they yeah. as they jump into this water, yeah. you know, the song was the other side and the goal was, uh, you know, that I just need some space. How about a galaxy? I wish I had some love, maybe a Saturn's ring. Mm -hmm. I feel like a rocket man burning fuel out here all alone in this atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And I prayed, oh, God take my life and he said not yet boy the view is worth it on the other mm, side yeah. and then the bridge was it'll take all day it'll take all night it'll take all your prayers and one heck of a fight right. when you're in the dark look for the light mm -hmm. the view is worth it on the other side yeah basically communicating to the audience whatever you're in yeah the view is worth it on the other side and yeah. it may be hard sure. and it may be hell on earth Right. But the view is worth it on the other side. Then they get to the other side of the river and they look back and they are they dead see bodies. Their own bodies floating. They see their own bodies In floating. And that was to represent that the old life is dead. Yeah. Yeah. The old them. Yeah. Those of you who are listening and watching. Yeah. The river of life. We wanted you guys to make a connection is mm -hmm. there is a part of you. Mm -hmm. The old you yeah. that can die. Yeah. In order to get to the celestial city. Right. And. Then basically they get taken back in the space time continuum and Christian grabs his parents. He says, hey, you know, like I have a playlist for you. And mm -hmm. then he plays it. He puts it in the boom box mm -hmm. and we finish with the final song. I want to know Jesus. Yeah. And I want to know Jesus was them arriving at the celestial city. This yeah. is the finale. Yeah. They arrive. Right. Then they encounter all of the characters they met along the right. way. Yeah. And uh in Dom DeMeo, it's actually a song he wrote mm -hmm. and it's on the next victory worship song. Yeah. But it's and we, you hear the voice of God. Well done, thy good and faithful servants. Yeah. You have arrived at the celestial city. Yeah. You know, just really wanting people to think more about eternity mm -hmm. in their everyday life. Absolutely. Um, and then at the very end, one of my favorite lyrics that the, in, in Dom's song is, um, at the end of the day, I want to hear you say that you knew me more and more every day. That's right. Yeah. Um, because the whole thing was, I want to know Jesus. And then the lyrics make me like Jesus. Yeah. And kind of like that whole, mm. 
you know, the it's yeah. like the whole like yeah. uh, the scripture about the potter will about sure, forming yeah. and shaping and yeah, cutting and absolutely. turning us into yeah. the greatest version of ourselves. Absolutely. Um, Christ in us. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. the hope of glory. Exactly. exactly. So anyways, we finished it. We were very, very grateful. And it was and it yeah. was a three part series. Yeah. And if if this podcast is boring to you, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm sorry because I know it's different than usual. Sure. But we kind of wanted to go behind the scenes of it. And in closing, it was we had several people that were like, hey, I, it was, I was really impacted. Yeah. What was the toll hmm. that it took on you and Arvin? Sure. And because we would rehearse every night. Right. So like yeah, for a while. my kids who are eight, six and four sometimes would have babysitters, sometimes would just be in the church building and we'd be rehearsing until yeah. 1030. Sure. You know, Ryan and yeah. Jill, they have five kids. Like, right. it was a demand. So yeah. It was hard. Sure. Simultaneously, we started on Christmas. That's right. We're the Christmas production. December 8th through the 12th. This yeah. Year. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is coming what were the things? Yeah, I just, I remember when we realized the schedule. We were back in July. We were talking about it. And then we had several big conversations. Which the summary of all of them is, I would rather have the grace of God over a lot of stuff we have to do or get to do instead versus operating my own strength with just a normal schedule. And so one thing you said that really convicted and encouraged me at the same time was um, the reward God gives people who obey him, the servants who have one talent, two talents and five is more responsibility the, oh, whenever yeah. you've you've done several, by then we had done five or six Easter Christmas fall film shows together and it was like well this year you're going to do technically three shows but really it's more like five because Pilgrims is three episodes plus yeah. Christmas and Easter Son of Heaven in, in the spring and then uh, <laughs> yeah. Christmas is the secret gift this year wow. so to have five individual things go up several times I think we did eight shows at Easter we're doing six Christmas and three showings of each episode that's <laughs> yeah. nine that, yeah. I don't even want to add them all up the grace of God has made it so that um, I think our friendship is stronger than it's ever been yes. I'm more grateful for what I get to do than I've ever been we did have moments where we had to choose when to rest and when to go forward for the sake of sustainability and looking at schedules. And not going insane. like Right, precisely. When yeah, to take I mean, a break, when to go get a coffee, <laughs> when to, hey, I, you know what, honestly, I bet if I get a good night's sleep and wake up at five instead of staying up until five, I'll probably have. <laughs> so I've never been, uh, I've never come into the office as early as I did during this time because I loved it. And so that's really evidence of God's grace on the whole thing and learned a whole lot. So to answer your question about Christmas, we came in the day after Pilgrims. People kept asking me like, do you guys get a break after Pilgrims? It was like, well, Monday morning, John and I sat down November 1st after Pilgrims. And all of a sudden we'd already written the script for Christmas, the secret gift. And it was probably like, it probably already hit all the notes that a Christmas story needs to hit. But all of a sudden, and I can only say it was the presence of God because I don't think either of us would take credit for it. For sure. The, no. the, the statements came out of nowhere and it was like, actually the themes of this story need to be about need this. To, yeah. And we landed on a statement where the whole thing about Jesus coming to earth, he's trying to teach us how to receive love, not earn it. That's a big difference. So the statement we've been using, it's even <laughs> oh. don't, don't give oh, away. Oh, okay, don't give okay. away. Okay, cool. 
Well, well yeah. You, if you if you listen to it, yeah. you'll just hopefully you, it'll connect the dots <laughs> when you watch the Christmas production. Yeah, that's good. But um, sorry, I didn't mean. To. No, no, no. I'm glad. This I literally pulled anticipation. The plug on your mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in all reality yeah is that those of you who are listening and watching and you may never watch pilgrim's playlist and you i don't even know if you're still listening right now because this this podcast yeah. has gone long but <laughs> what i say is this is that when you are doing something and you know that like okay there is a eternal impact mm -hmm. on the other end of it i believe god gives you grace and ideas and you have to be like, okay, this is not from me. And at the end of the day, the bottom line is if God gets the glory, it's not about you getting credit. Sure. Because there was things that I was like, honestly, Arvin's idea is better on this. Honestly, you know, I, I brought forth a song and Dom was like, hey, this would be better in the song. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Mm. If the bottom line is, what can we do to make something great that can have an eternal impact on people? Totally. Then it's kind of more so like best idea wins totally. as opposed to yeah. an individual. Right. Right. And the only way any of this is possible is when it's bigger than one person. Right. It's bigger than a team. Right. It literally takes not a team it takes a family right because a family are people who can argue who can yell right who can say who can get upset <laughs> and then come back and being like hey mm -hmm. um what i said was pretty screwed up mm -hmm. i'm sorry mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my emotions got the best of me mm -hmm. and i feel like that's so any of you who are listening if you're wanting to do something awesome yeah yes form a team but create it to be a family right yeah um which means like yes you can wear your emotions on the sleeve you may bruise easy but mm. heal quickly mm -hmm. be if your bottom line is mm -hmm. okay remember what this is for mm -hmm. this is for other people right this is for the people that are on the other side of these lyrics mm -hmm. these script this video mm -hmm. this film this production this event that you're putting on um and if i think and i'm not saying this way is the way mm. but i feel like if that's an approach then you won't hate yourself at the end of it. Yeah, it's good. And you can still have friends. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and not be um, a booty head. So <laughs> yeah. anyways, we yeah. just wanted to say, um, if you're still listening, thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> it meant a lot to us. Sure. Thanks for watching behind the scenes of our, of best, our days. best days. We love you. See you later.